Yeah, I'll run the intro. All right. Welcome to Music Muse, rated five stars on Spotify by Billy EXC. If you're listening to this, Billy, shout out to you. And uh, guys, right after this episode, if you haven't checked out the one with Billy, make sure to go watch that. In today's episode, we're talking to one of the craziest and most unique sounding artists out right now. Who else could it be? It's Gal the Arsonist. What is going on? How are you today? Nah, thank you, Ethan. I am doing okay. Uh, I've been in New Jersey for the past couple of days now. I'm like holed up illegally in my partner's dorm room. Uh, <laughs> it's like the size of a small cell, but it's fine. That's all I need. I have sunlight. I have food. I have water. Um, so yeah, I'm chilling. Yeah, good to know you're safe out there <laughs> mm -hmm. in this tiny little cell. Mm -hmm. All right, so to start us off today, give us your what and your why. What are you doing with your music and why? Dude, I thought you were gonna say, what are you doing with your life? And I was gonna be like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, what and why? Um, I guess the what is like pretty simple. I'm just making shit. Like, I, I'm, you know, a lot of people, a lot of my peers seem to have like a very, uh, like seem to be very dead set on accomplishing specific things. Like I want to be like the best rapper out. I want to be like the most talented producer out. I want to be like at the top of the game. Um, in terms of my journey, like that's never really been a factor for me. Um, in terms of like what I'm doing, I'm literally just making shit. Like I don't have any like agenda or like end goal to be at like the top of the underground scene or like to make it at a certain point. I just want to be able to make art and survive. And so, and so far I've been managing that much. <laughs> You've been managing <laughs> to do it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, like that's kind of what I've been doing. The why, the why I guess is a little bit harder to explain because uh, I don't really have any like greater purpose like I don't I don't feel like I need to preach to the masses or like I don't feel like my perspective or on any like global issues is like the most unique or the most insightful um so in terms of why it might sound selfish but I'm literally just making music because it's what I enjoy right like mm -hmm. simply like I feel like as an artist um like that's my i don't want to say purpose because i don't believe that like humans have like an innate purpose at all mm -hmm. um but it's definitely like the main thing that allows me to feel fulfilled right and again that might be a little bit like self-serving a little bit selfish um to, in all honesty, I'm not really like making music so like other people feel comforted or to like, you know, highlight things that are wrong with the world. It's just, you know, from a, you know, a need to express myself artistically. And, you know, as a byproduct, I might inspire people or make people uh, feel seen or heard, or I might like highlight injustices um, or educate. Um, but that's not really like the at the forefront of why I'm doing this. Those are kind of just like byproducts. Um, so yeah, that's my what and my why. Yeah, of course. And like, honestly, I really don't think it's selfish to say I make music because I enjoy doing it. Like, 
that's why mm -hmm. any artist started creating art like that's why I, that's why vincent mm -hmm. van gogh painted the paintings he did or leonardo da vinci because mm -hmm. he liked painting so it's like i guess so i just think it's very common for artists to um like whether this is genuine or not mm -hmm. a lot of artists like to say that they're trying to like contribute to something or you know do something that is like beyond them um yeah which is why I said, like, it might seem a little selfish but yeah i agree with you i mean like yeah of course there's that but it's i don't know it could be something you find along the way too right because kanye started mm. just producing beats and his goal was to get signed but now his goal is to um i don't Hello? know he's doing all his uh sunday service stuff right now right no you're right it's not static like on your journey i guess you can like find different motivators things that like drive you like even in my own short career so far my initial like subject matter was like always kind of um self-indulgent so it would always be about like my expression about like my emotions and it was like i, I don't want to say like superficial or surface level but mm -hmm. it was like always me 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 like how am i feeling why am i feeling like this and as, as i've gotten older i guess um now like a lot of my stuff is more like outward common like commentary i guess um talking about things like outside of myself but still from like my perspective so yeah your what and why can change uh, yeah. throughout your career um so yeah you're definitely right of course so mm -hmm. let's get right into it with a non-music based question here so okay. how did you get your name and uh you know like what's the meaning behind the mask if there mm. is any okay <laughs> sure, sure 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 okay so let's start with the name so my initials are oag and gao obviously is just that backwards right yeah <laughs> so that is like a very superficial way i was just like oh this is just like an easy way to pick a name that i haven't <laughs> really heard before um so that yeah that was an easy way to pick something that i haven't really heard before um secondly Gao in Mandarin actually means to tell or to to say, right? And that sounds really um, weird and specific and maybe a little bit problematic at first, but it's relevant because I actually lived in Beijing for about six years. So oh, wow. I didn't just like randomly pick like a language and be like, oh, I'm just gonna like rip this uh, meaning from the language. Um, but yeah, Gao means to like to tell, to express, which you know, I said before is like kind of the crux of why I make art to just express myself artistically. Um, so I I went by Gao for a while when I first started releasing music on SoundCloud. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> to be honest, initially, the only reason why I picked the arsonist is because I realized that there were too many Gao's. Oh, <laughs> okay. like, many <laughs> I was like, okay, I need something to differentiate myself a little bit. But I guess like I like to kind of retrospectively impose meaning onto things. So when I had the name Gao the Arsonist, like beyond it sounding cool, I looked back on it and I was like, okay, what does this mean to me? Um, if Gao means to tell and to express, um, the arsonist portion of my name means to kind of like burn down any like boundaries or walls of like self-expression, right? Because I grew up in a very conservative Christian Jamaican household. 
and there are a lot of things that that were just like very taboo to talk about right very um like there would be certain subject matters that um like if you spoke about it at length you would be kind of looked down upon um and i feel like in my music i'm burning down a lot of those barriers so you know the entire name Dow the arsonist is to you know express yourself while burning down these kind of barriers of um expression these um walls and to yeah be free to speak your mind um and yeah that's kind of what Dow the arsonist means to me yeah that's that's absolutely amazing i don't think i've ever met an artist that has that much meaning behind their name honestly um mm -hmm. well actually that's not true i'll tell you about one after that is actually okay, inspired sure. by you so i i really want to tell you about him because he was supposed to come wait, and meet, what, he was supposed to come and meet what do you, you mean tonight. it was wait what do you mean it was inspired by me it was it, his name is inspired by you the was so, it yeah was it this kid um read the narcissist <laughs> no. <laughs> no no because there's this other kid who um hit me up and he was like oh you know you inspired my name and i was like oh that's kind of sick wait who is this then if it's not so there are multiple gal clones now <laughs> i don't think he's a clone but <laughs> oh, no, so, I'm joking, okay I'm so joking. his his name is indigo the dreamer so he's he's from the that's uk cool. um yeah he's like he's a teen like me um he's making really good stuff honestly so we had him on and we were mm. talking about you during the interview and i said how did you get your name and he said i got it from gal the arsonist i really like how gal what? has the the in the name he said the only reason really? he has the the in the name is because of you dude that's insane what i know right that's crazy wait so not like tyler the creator or like no i guess not I mean, no, like gal that... the arsonist okay sure i'll take it yeah that's, that's cool that's cool i know right i'm in the big leagues now i guess <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> you are you are mm. <laughs> i'm gonna stick oh you did ask about the meaning of the mask yeah the mask right? what's the mask all about okay okay so i was i've been making music for like a really long time i've been posting things online since since like seriously like as gal like early 2019 i guess and for the majority of that, I was getting nowhere. In fact, like using social media is the worst thing on the planet for me. Um, it might not seem like that because I'm like constantly on it, mm -hmm. but it's like essential. I'm like, I don't really have a choice. I don't even have like a personal like IG at all. Like the gal one is like the only thing I have. Oh, no way. Um, but yeah initially i wouldn't really like post my face or anything about me i would just like post cover art of like my songs and i would be like oh why why does no one care um and then i realized at a like i realized like mid 2020 i guess that uh having like a strong image or brand as an artist is no longer like a recommendation it's a necessity is something that you need. I really, I came to the realization, like I, I kind of thought about like my favorite artists and I realized that everyone that I love as an artist, like they are 
they present themselves as like kind of larger than life characters right mm -hmm. no one wants to be the fan of some random person who's just like them right yeah which is kind of sad it's kind of cynical actually but it's true like even if like you're a very relatable person that relatability is a part of your brand and image so kind of mid 2020 late 2020 i kind of sat down and i was like okay what is my brand what is my image what is my aesthetic going to be and then yeah the mask kind of just came up out of that like i was thinking like how can i present myself in a way that makes people want to listen to me because i knew i had the music like that wasn't a problem i knew i had good music because a lot of other artists liked what i was doing but i couldn't really captivate the attention of like the average listener um yeah. and then once i figured that out i kind of created a character because you know i'm a very like understated person in real life like okay. i'm not like a big personality or anything and i always felt like i really don't have like a famous face you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, why don't I just like remove myself entirely from it and create this Gao character? Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's kind of how the mask came about. And yeah, it's been working pretty well. Um, the Gao iconography um, is really compelling. Like the, I know that there are at least three people on the planet that have me tattooed on their body. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's been working. Um, actually that's insane yeah. what yeah Dang. it's something about the image that makes people like drawn to it like a lot of people like draw like gao fan art as well just because the character looks cool like yeah. that's the thing that gets their attention and then like once their attention is captivated they can like kind of fall deeper into the music and like everything surrounding it and yeah I, it's been pretty successful so far yeah that's that's honestly that is some sauce right there for artists listening right now if you don't have mm. that and you're not seeing engagement honestly create create that character like mm. i i like I, I wouldn't say like i don't know this is a weird way to say it but like kill the version of you right now and start from the ground <laughs> no. up right <laughs> no that's not what i'm saying that's what i'm saying no okay. but like you so know what i, I mean like like you like yeah, create, no, I get create a character create a persona that type of thing like Create right. brand values, but, things you stand for, and have that exactly. be yeah, what exactly. you are. I, I phrased that in it such needs, a wrong way. That is please, my bad. Yeah, like, kill the version <laughs> of you right now. No. You are dead to everyone. Yeah, yeah there is um, no you anymore. <laughs> my bad, guys. No, but what you said about, like, making a brand surrounding your values is super important, right? Mm -hmm. Because it would, it would be super exhausting to play a character or, like, a version of you that has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Right? Like, like, do you know Oliver Tree? Yeah, I know Oliver Tree. Yeah, like if you take Oliver Tree, like the character that he's created is this obnoxious asshole that is just like goofy as hell and just like no one likes. Yeah. And I have to imagine that him playing that character like takes a toll on him. Like, like there's no way it doesn't. Yeah, right? it's probably become like a part of him that he doesn't really like, which is exactly Which is interesting because he's trying to split apart from it i think the album he dropped is his last you know i didn't actually check that out yet it's like the cowboy one right yeah um yeah i, I, I have a lot to out. say about that i i don't think i'll talk about it right now because this is supposed to be okay, about we'll you after. but we can talk after for sure mm, um sure. but yeah no you're right mm. definitely so yeah that's kind of the story of the name and the mask yeah 
and you were talking about earlier about um the artists that you like you really really like like your favorite artists and this segues perfectly mm. into our next question so okay, um, with the type of music you make like obviously i'm super interested to hear about who influences you besides rihanna like uh, because she's the sample and bleed right <laughs> right 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 yeah right, yeah, right. yeah um oh man I know this is a blast for me. I don't really listen to Rihanna. Like I know like two Rihanna songs. <laughs> I, I know that's like kind that of a cry. We can forgive right, you for right, that right. one. <laughs> um, you know, Ethan, I am curious, like who you think influences me, because this is a point of contention, and this really pisses me off sometimes. Uh, so <laughs> why don't you tell me who do you think are my biggest influences? I want to hear this. I think. Oh man, this is hard. Um, and this is weird. Like this is really weird. Um, honestly, I'll give you two. Like, okay. <laughs> I can't. Like, this is just such a wild guess and out of the park. But there's elements of your music that are sort of incorporated with theirs in like a weird way it's not this like, you're you're dragging this so sorry you're dragging this so 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 here we go here we go here you're we go okay okay, right. okay so number one i've got skrillex <laughs> and number two may maybe in some of your storytelling elements maybe dave you know dave dave wow the i've never gotten those before ever like maybe in just production-wise, because you use crazy wait, production, wait, right? Skrillex? Skrillex? Maybe. Because yeah. he has this one song. He has this one song with Kanye um, and like Ty Dolla Sign. I don't I forget the name. I'm going to look that up right now because I listen to it quite a bit, but I still don't know the song. Oh, it's called Ego Death. I didn't have to look it up. And it it has like similar Dude, to production I'm to your song. So... <laughs> Some okay. not like not like his not like what you know Skrillex for like some of his like lower key production shit. Okay, no, yeah, because in my head I'm thinking of like 2014 no, dubs. None of that. Skrillex. None of that. I'm like, that. what? That's none of you. None of you. None of you. None of you. Um, and you said Dave? Yeah, just because of the storytelling element, right? Uh, I guess so. I don't really listen to much Dave or like UK hip hop, like in general yeah. i listen to slow tie quite a lot oh He's yeah in my rotation. um but yeah so those are way off i'm sorry like i'm just, i'm not i'm not mad because it wasn't what i thought it was gonna be well i'm glad um, that i could but i'm yeah, glad that just, that's, that's funny. Some, i'm glad that'll be uh, something <laughs> you remember though getting compared to skrillex and dave skrillex and dave okay i'm gonna i'm gonna remember that i hope you remember that. um <laughs> yeah no my um i would say the this person and the song that kind of changed the trajectory of my entire life um was tyler the creator when i heard yonkers for the first time oh you you do know yonkers right yeah I've listen to yonkers me. okay thank you um but yeah when i heard that i was like i was like 15. when i heard yonkers i was like okay this is the greatest piece of music i've ever heard <laughs> and from that day forward that kind of became like the foundation of my style. Cause before I like, I didn't really listen to much hip hop even though I was making it. Yeah. So I had no like reference of, of like how to traditionally like structure a verse or like, I had no like concept of like how like rhyme scheme or like flow worked. 
Um, so like when I heard Yonkers, I was like, okay, this is it. I will use this as a foundation and build up from there. And as I listened to more Tyler, I went into like old Odd Future. I found Earl. And Earl is probably the single most like influential factor in my music. Yeah. Um, you say yeah, but you said Skrillex and Dave, so no, but like <laughs> no, but like I, I don't know. I just like <laughs> I'm a fan of Odd Future, so right, 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 right. And now that I tell you, like you can probably like listen back and like hear the influence now um, a little bit. Like obviously, I was yeah. deaf to it and blind at the same time, so like <laughs> just ignore me. <laughs> Right. Um, but yeah, like Earl Sweatshirt, like Doris specifically, that album is probably like my favorite of all time. Um, like just the way that they like both kind of structured their like rhyme schemes and like used flow and lyricism. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like those were kind of my biggest influences starting out. Yeah. Um, and like as a like a 14, 15 year old kid, um, I was trying to like emulate their like gruff deep voices um by pitching down my voice when i recorded oh. and i was like oh you know like once my voice breaks like i'll have a voice that like suits this sub uh, this subgenre of hip-hop um and i kept on telling myself that then my voice did break and unfortunately to this day i still sound like a prepubescent child uh, <laughs> so i was really insecure about my voice for quite a long time um but when i heard jid for the first time i was like damn this guy this guy sounds like a little girl <laughs> but the thing is it sounded great to me like i didn't think anything of it and that kind of like gave me the confidence to um embrace like the natural qualities of my own voice and to like exaggerate it like experiment with it um so i would say like jid is also like a big uh influence in that regard as well um but yeah those are kind of like my my biggest musical influences, I'd say. Yeah. And when I was talking about fucking Skrillex and Dave, I didn't mean like, who do I think inspires you? I meant like, like what is most similar, like elements from them that are most similar to your sound. I'm really just trying to save myself here. Dude, af after this, I need you to send me a Skrillex song that sounds like Brimstone. I'll send <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, maybe please, not like dude. Brimstone, but I'll send uh, you the one I was that I had in mind for sure. Okay, sure, 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 sure. Go. Yeah. All right, so on TikTok, you've been going pretty crazy recently. So what do you think mm. of all the attention your account's been getting? And do you have a certain formula that helps your videos to do well? Um, so I feel like with social media, it's always been like an uphill battle for me. Um, but it's like definitely been worthwhile. Um, the struggle. So I've been posting on TikTok for quite a while. I think like, I think like before I kind of knew about TikTok, like in depth, I kind of saw it as like this cringe app where preteens dance to popular music. I feel like a lot of us had like that perception of the app at yeah. first. But I remember when I was initially on it, I started seeing uh, Young Wabo right you yeah. know wabo right yeah so he was kind of like one of the first like him and neemstar were kind of like the first like musicians in the tiktok underground i think mm -hmm. and then once i saw them both kind of gain like this like organic authentic following 
of people who like genuinely cared about their music and not about them like dancing on the app or whatever yeah. i was like okay i feel like i could do this or like at least i should try so i did and i failed for like months like i just didn't have like a grasp on on the culture of the app at all um i was like trying to be like very performative in certain ways to like fit into how i thought people would um like i was trying to like fit myself into the mold that i thought tiktok required yeah and that just doesn't work on that app like that mm -hmm. app requires authenticity in a certain way or at least like perceived authenticity yeah um so when i the the first kind of sign of growth that i saw on tiktok that really sold me on it was when i made a video that was like oh if you like these things like you're my target audience right mm -hmm. and that was just literally like a bunch of like film tv shows games artists that i genuinely enjoy there was no like through line or anything it was just things that i authentically enjoyed and after that, while playing my music in the background, I saw people gravitating towards me and my music. After I saw that, I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do now. And like, I was able to kind of slowly grow uh, a fan base from sharing things that I enjoy, like things about, but things that I enjoy about like other things, things that I enjoy about my own music. It was just things that I authentically liked, right? Like if I was excited about a part of my music and I shared it, I found that other people could, you know, share that excitement as well. Mm -hmm. And yeah, like that's kind of where I found the most amount of growth. Um, and yeah, it was like a, a thousand times more than like I had ever seen before, like with any other strategies. Um, and I kind of just ran with it. Yeah, that's amazing, mm -hmm. honestly. And uh, yeah, you were talking about people that were on the app sort of doing it first. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. Nimstar, honestly, crazy, crazy, crazy musician. I love Nimstar stuff. Mm -hmm. For sure. And uh, I don't know, we can't, we can't just forget about that one guy in like 2018 who had like one hit and left. It was, I don't know if you even remember this, but it was the guy who made the song that was, uh, it was like the You Was At The Club song. You remember that guy? Boy, 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 Scos. I wasn't on TikTok in 2018. Well, neither was I. Oh, wait, what What song is this? It's it's called um, You Was At The Club by Boy, Boy, West Coast. I, I'll play the song. You might be able to. Okay, sure. Wait, that was on TikTok? I know this song. Yeah, that was the TikTok I know this guy. Song. <laughs> oh, my God. He, um, he was one of the people doing it first, too. <laughs> right, 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 right. But okay, I know you're joking, but like that is kind of what turned me away from the app for a long really? time. Really? Because I felt like not that song specifically, but these people who like blew up off of one song and then like no one cared about them after afterwards. Like I was like, this is not a place for music to healthily grow. But when I saw like Neemstar and Young Wabo and like later on like overpaid, I was like taken aback at how like they managed to cultivate a group of people who genuinely cared about them as artists mm -hmm. right and like that's the difference i guess between you was at the club guy and us <laughs>
But yeah, um, I always wondered where um, Nimstar and Overpaid's friendship came from, and I guess that's sort of how it stands because they came up at the same time, right? And they're both on TikTok, so. I think Neem was like, I think Neem predates Overpaid. Oh yeah, Neem was Whoa, like yeah. there. It was like a founding, <laughs> a mm -hmm. founding member, mm -hmm. I guess. Founding father of mm -hmm. TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of your TikTok, I've seen you promoting like your vinyl. So is it available to buy or do you still need some backers? Oh no, like we we've we reached the backer goal already. Like oh, okay. it's being pressed currently. Um the the thing is, okay, so we, we needed like minimum a hundred backers. Okay. And I allegedly got a hundred and six. So I was like, okay, dope. What happened was during the pressing process, Crates, the company, uh, messaged me and they were like, yo, there's like a, a system error. So technically you only got 85 backers and not 106, but we're still gonna press it because that was our bad. Oh, so okay. I'm, so right now I have like, what? I don't wanna do the quick math, but like over 20, um, like extra vinyls, like that are also being pressed. So I still have those to sell if people want them. So what I'm going to do is like, I'm going to self buy them and then like take them on tour. Oh. So like I'll, I'll set up like a merch table or something and then I'll let people buy if they want to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it kind of worked out in the end. Yeah, these vinyls are going to be rare. Mm -hmm. I know people are going to be talking about these in For like sure. five years from now and they're going to be like, you're gonna be like, yo, did you get the gal vinyl? <laughs> yeah, exactly. People are gonna be able to like flip them for like a lot more. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. It's like it's kind really of cool. what's going on with uh, the Frank Ocean blonde vinyls right now. People are like, oh my gosh, I got one. Like, Oh, really? Yeah, no, I see like tons of videos yeah, every crazy. day of people on my For You page and they're like, yo, like, I finally got one. Like, mm -hmm. I'm like, dang. That's dope. Yeah. It'll be like that. <laughs> Let's hope. We'll see where I am in like five years. Mm -hmm. All right. So as an artist who's like grown relatively fast, you've spent a lot of time, you know, with the smaller stream and listener counts, right? So back in the mm -hmm. times that like, you know, you had those smaller streams and listener counts, what kept you motivated to continue to create? Um. I mean, as I said before, like, I'm not making music or art in general to like fulfill like a certain agenda or anything. Mm -hmm. Like I'm doing it because I need to create, like that sounds really corny, like and cliche when people are like, oh, I need to create like art is my life. But like, it's kind of I the only, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's so corny, um, but it's just, something that i really enjoy like like on a really like intimate level like it's kind of what i need to do <laughs> like uh, I, I don't enjoy much <laughs> about <laughs> about life to be honest um but like i feel the most at peace and the most excited about life when i'm making something it's not even like music specifically like i remember in school whenever we had to make like a video to like 
I don't know, like inform the class on a book or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. everyone would be like complaining and like, oh, why do you have to do this? I was excited because I just like the idea of making something and putting something out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would be doing this if I have like zero listeners. I was doing this when I had zero listeners, you know, like, um, and if the question is more like pivoted to like, like, why did I, like, what kept me motivated to keep trying to gain that fan base? Um, it's because I was a hundred percent sure that like, there was someone out there who would appreciate my music. Um, I remember the first time someone like went out of their way to message me and compliment me on my music. I literally cried that night because that was confirmation that like people were out there who resonated, like had my music resonate with them. And that's all I needed. Like knowing that one person loved my music, it was enough to convince me that there were like thousands of people out there who would love my music. Right. Um, And it was just like the, it was, it was, it was comforting, but it was also really frustrating because I knew for a fact they were out there, but I didn't know how to reach them. Yeah. Right. And that's where TikTok kind of came into play. Like the algorithm is ridiculously advanced. It allows you to seek out people who will love your stuff. Um, and yeah, I just kind of proved myself right, I guess. Um, yeah. And yeah, here, here we are today. Of course. That's why TikTok is such a tool for artists these days. And 100%. like or it's a tool for people like me. I've gotten like dozens of artists on this podcast that mm. I wouldn't have gotten if it weren't for TikTok. And mm, mm, that's just mm, an mm. insane thing. So I'm glad sure. that I've been able to, you know, bring these artists up and, you know, find out more about them and inform people on them basically, right? Mm, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Not to be a pessimist, but like at the back of my head, I realized that um, TikTok isn't going to last forever, right? Like, and I'm also very aware that this entire scene that's coming up is very, very dependent on the app. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking at the back of my head, like, what's our contingency plan? Like, what are we going to do when TikTok is like falling off and the next social media app is coming up? Like, are we converting our like listeners and fan base into something beyond TikTok? Or is are we all gonna just like crash and burn? <laughs> like after exactly. people saw like, That's that's an insane thing to think about. And honestly, I I don't know. <laughs> Me neither. Um I'm just trying to like get as many people invested as possible. Um and then kind of just running with it and seeing yeah. like like seeing how many people I can take with me um in the future. Um but yeah. I guess we'll find out eventually. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I always hear like these TikTok guru people talking about some like you know, this organic growth won't last forever, which is why you have to create now. And I'm like, oh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Bet. I'm on it. (laughs) No, but that's, that's so true. Um, (laughs) and, and I feel like people can get really caught up in the like instant gratification. Cause like, there's no platform that allows you to grow as fast as on TikTok. Mm -hmm. So like people can get caught up in the clout and they're like, oh, I'm invincible. I'm on top of the world. I just hit a million streams. Like, but you know, that's, that won't last forever if you don't like adapt. Um, and I'm just like keeping that at the back of my head. So I'm not like caught off guard. Yeah. And honestly, I can relate to that. Maybe not to like the, 
the clout sort of part, but the instant gratification of seeing the likes and the comments and the shares, it's just like, man. For sure. Yeah. Like, I, I know it's, I know it's bad, but. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So looking into the future a bit, what's a goal you have set for yourself? That's like make or break basically. So like, I have to do this or none of what I've done matters. If you even have one like oh. that type thing. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. Oh, okay. If I, if I get like a solid nine to five, if I like become a lawyer or some shit, like that's that's it like i've failed i'm like if i become a, like like cause that's that's my goal like to be able to live off music primarily like to have the time and the effort and the energy to create while staying alive okay if i become a lawyer or if i die i've failed like those are the only two okay. uh, parameters um like if i if i fall off and like like no one listens to me um like that doesn't matter like clout is temporary um as long as i can like r reach a point where i can like sustain myself uh i'm i'm happy and the thing is like sustaining yourself isn't something you can like you know you can't just like check a box and then be done with it right yeah it's like something that you need to be doing like every single day so if i do fall off um like all i have to do is just climb back up like as long as I'm still alive and capable, um, I haven't failed. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good mindset. But I do to have, have, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, of course, I do have like, you know, vanity goals. Like, oh, I want to hit this many followers, or I want to work with this person, or like, I want to do this and this. But like, that's peripheral. Like, it's not the most important thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. All right, so coming down to the last two questions, this one's always a good one. What is a sure. funny story or experience you have for us today? Oh, shit. No, I was thinking about this. Same thing Billy said. Okay. <laughs> well, this, this must be like 2017, 2018 summer. Um, the biannual the biannual church camp is rolling around and i'm super stoked this this is this is at this point i'm like hardcore christian like i was raised i said i was raised in like a christian household yeah. and i was like really into the jesus club like i was like a platinum member uh <laughs> platinum but, member yeah yeah i was super excited because you know like the the camps were were fun as a kid like you play games you eat food you hang out with friends uh plus there's a side of jesus and that was always that was always great um but yeah like uh it was rolling around uh in the summer uh we went to the camp uh we were trauma bonding we were we were singing praise and worship songs we were like playing games whatever as you do um but once we arrived we played we gathered in the hall right the main hall in front of the stage where all the worship would take place mm -hmm. um and we played an icebreaker game right yeah um and you know usually in like normal like, youth group meetings or you know school settings an icebreaker game would be like bang or splat i don't know what you call it you know like the finger gun game yeah, yeah, yeah. or like 
you would go around in a circle or play two truths and a lie or some shit like that whatever no, yeah right not not at jesus camp sir not at jesus camp so the game that we played as an icebreaker okay was a, i don't i don't even think it had an official name it was like made in some sort of experimental lab or some shit <laughs> the only rule to this game the only rule only. is the last person with socks on one. So you can already imagine what horrors occurred <laughs> during this fucking game. There were no rules. That was the only rule, right? So it was a massacre. It was literally like 200 bloodlusted children and some adults just picking each other up and ripping each other's socks off, just scratching, biting, doing whatever they fucking need, right? And, you know, it sounds like a fun game, like, gets the adrenaline pumping. A little bit risky, um, but, you know, all in all, like, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yeah. I'll tell you the fucking worst thing that could happen. Someone's middle-aged dad, who was, like, twice the fucking size of me, approached me, picked me up, hung me upside down, and fucking fell on me face first and i'm telling you now that it was tiled ground like marble floor now i landed not face first but tooth first <laughs> dude when i hit the ground i felt like i was like transported into another dimension I was convinced that I lost all of my teeth. I was like, oh. okay, that's it. Like, I was convinced that they were all gone. Um, I came up with, like, clutching my face, saw my hand, and it was, like, covered in blood, obviously. Yeah. This guy's dumbass dad is apologizing profusely. He thinks that I'm going to fucking sue the shit out of him. Um, it says he literally smacked the Jesus out of me. Oh, no, um, for real. <laughs> uh, oh, you see that? Oh, my gosh, yeah. Yeah, I have a chipped tooth now. Uh, after uh, I went home from church camp, like people at school called me Chip for about a week. And I had to tell that story multiple multiple times. Um, so yeah, that's that's how I was traumatized at church camp. Um, a two-ton middle-aged man landed on my face on a tiled floor and my mouth erupted. That's the way it goes. Damn. Uh -huh. That is yeah. a good story, man. That is insane. <laughs> wow. Okay. Honestly, I could have sued or some shit. No, like, that for was real. that was neg that was gross negligence. Like, there's no way. Just like the, it just kept getting more intense and more intense. You said uh -huh. picked me up by my feet, and I was like, oh my gosh, drops uh -huh. me on my teeth. <laughs> yeah, and he landed on me as well. It was it was crazy. Nah, you could have gotten some yeah. bag out of that, honestly. Yeah, for sure. I'm just happy I, I left with all of my teeth. <laughs> like, Honestly. I'm, I'm, I genuinely thought they were all gone. Like, when I hit the floor, I was yeah. so scared. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, moving on from that, um, last question <laughs> of the day here. What is a message of advice or inspiration you have for our listeners today? If you... If you believe in your art, don't stop because art is 
entirely subjective, right? It's something that we know intellectually when we're like, oh yeah, art is subjective, art is subjective. But literally, there is someone in the world that believes in you and the things that you're making, right? Mm -hmm. So don't compromise for anyone. If you believe in what you're doing, keep on doing it, right? AM, which is my most streamed song now, sat at sub a thousand streams for two and a half years, right? And in the past couple of months, it's reached like 1.2 million streams now, wow. right? I yeah. believed in that. I believed in my music from the beginning. I knew that there were people who would enjoy it, even though like at my school, I was clowned like relentlessly. Like people were either like indifferent or haters. Like there was no like positive reinforcement. But you know, I internalized the fact that it is subjective. There is someone on the planet that likes it. Yeah. And I believed in myself, and you know, here I am now. Um. So yeah, just remain like keep your integrity. Uh, keep authentically doing what you're doing, and yeah, believe in what you're doing. Yeah, amazing message. Thank you so much. Honestly, no, that no is problem. something everybody should take in and remember. Um, yeah, Max always sure. talks about how even if there's only one person out there, there's always somebody who's going to listen to your music. There's always an audience. For sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, yeah. Thank you so much, Ethan. Yeah, that was of course. Great. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been absolutely mm -hmm. amazing for to have you. No problem. Um, no. You know, uh, my apologies for my internet issues and how a little bit all over the place this interview has been, but that's just, that's the music muse effect. That's what we do here. It's not <laughs> that's professional it at all. That's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. And hopefully that can stick with you. Hopefully we're unique to the complex interviews you'll get in the future, but. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens, but yeah. no, I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Of course, no problem. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Um, it's been an absolutely amazing episode today. Thank you for sticking around to the end if you're hearing my voice right now. As always, you can follow our TikTok at Music Muse, our Instagram at Music Muse, and subscribe and like if you're watching on YouTube. Our YouTube is the Music Muse podcast. Thank you guys so much. Make sure to stream Gal the Arsonist on all platforms. Thank you guys so much again. Max will see you in the next episode. I will see you in the next episode. See you guys. There we go.